Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast. I am your host, Nelson Lau, and I'm with my co-host, Monica Beach. Hey, Monica, how's it going? It's going well, Nelson. I feel like we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, yeah. Just for those that don't have your sarcasm meter on, um, <laughs> Monica and I have seen each other five days out of this out of seven this week. We're not sick of each other. I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's been quite a week. No, definitely. I think it's important, you know, people ask all the time and like we get along so well and, you know, that's that's a really great thing about working together and I feel so grateful that that you're you're my co-host Nelson. Yeah, I think it helps that I live on the east side and you live in North Seattle, so we have this like huge buffer zone between each other. So <laughs> we don't have yeah. to see. <laughs> so we're, we're not together that much. <laughs> well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to recap a bunch of stuff as we mentioned before. We were together for several days out of this week, and there were a lot of food stuff that we want to let you listeners know about because we got to sample a lot of great things around Seattle. Oh, yeah. So much food. I mean, if I had to describe how I was feeling this week, it'd probably be food wasted and actually just I drank more alcohol this week than I have in the last year, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've been, We've been out so much. I, I told you today I took Saturday off. And I had a couple of parties and some other events to go to. And I just said, I need some quiet time for myself because I just needed to recharge my batteries. Totally. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our recap. Let's start with what we did on Monday, Monica. Yeah, on Monday, we did lots of things. But the main event was a visit to Nutty Squirrel in Magnolia. And uh, we were there specifically to see some of their more holiday themed baked goods, things that you can uh, give as presents or use for holiday entertaining. And these are all imported from Italy and it ranged from little panettone cakes to um, licorice candies to this really huge cake that they were gonna cut this weekend. And, and we, were, we were actually busy that day and couldn't go. Um, but this cake, I think, I mean, how big is that, Nelson? I'm trying to describe to people like how big that one cake was. I believe it's about like one, about 12 to 16 inches tall, probably. Yeah, it's pretty big. And like thinking that I could like wrap my arms around it. Like, so yeah, it was just really big. So I, I really wanted to be there for that. But uh, again, we we're busy. But we got to try uh, the panettone with scoops of gelato on it and mm -hmm. like hot fudge and so delicious. Uh, Do you have a good time when we were there, Nelson? I did. I had a great time. And the owner of Nutty Squirrel, Toga, was there too. And he was in the back. I just think they, I think they just finished a batch of this new gelato. Oh, and yeah. It's called Rizzagallo. I think I probably messed it. I probably messed up the Italian pronunciation, but it's Italian rice pudding, cinnamon, and mastic tree sap. I thought it was wonderful. And I, I hope they come out, they come out with it this this month or next month with the new flavor because I want to go back and have some more of that. Yeah, they were definitely giving us a sneak preview. And what I love about that one is that there's some um, you can you can taste the rice in it. I, I love gelato that has actual rice in it. And so I'm yeah. really excited for the for the public release of that. I just think it's so neat that he's in the back make, <laughs> making new flavors and trying out new flavors during during the weekday. I I think that's really cool. Yes, he is the gelato master. And you know I mean, we, I, it's not only that he's back there during the week. I mean, when I see um, them around town at markets, so there's been a lot of craft and holiday markets, Toka's out there. 
and so it's not like he's just sending staff out there. Tolga out is out there like selling the gelato himself. And so that's just amazing. That's a lot of work um, because often when we see these events, we forget like they're set up in breakdown time, not to mention production and coming to the shop to get everything. So it's, those are really long days. Definitely. It's, it's just so genuine. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, will this make it onto Monica's favorite things? I guess you'll have to find out on monibseattle.com. So... <laughs> Nutty Squirrel, check it out. Check it out. Wednesday. Wednesday, we got to do a couple of things. In the daytime, we checked out Westlake Park and some food trucks. <laughs> Chibaz food truck, as well as Sugar Spoon. Want to, want to tell us more about that, Monica? Yeah. You know, food trucks are always near and dear to my heart. Uh, definitely something that is where I got my start in Twitter and blogging. And so food trucks are just always there for me. And I'm really lucky to work near Westlake Park and that, you know, you met me there. Uh, Shebags is a Filipino food truck. And one of the things I go there for are the anyhow ribs and mm -hmm. they're sweet and spicy and sticky in all the right places. I just, I can't turn them down whenever, whenever I see them. They're just so delicious. And uh, Nelson, you got the island combo, right? I got the island combo that also had the anyhow ribs. In addition to that, I also got the langanisa sausage too as well. And I loved it. I, I, I think the whole combo plate, like I said, I'm very indecisive. So when I can just get everything on one plate, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. And then we went to also Sugar and Spoon. Who listened to the show or seen that we've talked about them before. Um, we went over for some seasonal flavors. And Nelson, why don't you tell us about those? Yeah. So just to let everybody know, Sugar Spoon is located by the Westlake Christmas tree. So they're right next door and they're going to be there throughout the whole holiday season. Right now, there are two holiday treats for you on the on the food truck. And the first one is the chocolate peppermint bark cookie dough, which is really good. I'm, I'm usually not a peppermint or candy cane type mint flavored type person, but I really like that chocolate peppermint bark. My favorite part is because it's getting so cold, they have Nutella hot chocolate with marshmallows. I'm really excited for that because there's not a lot of places that do hot chocolate and with Nutella, mind that. Yeah, it's creamy and delicious. And I, I think even for people who serve hot chocolate with marshmallows, I mean, I think Sugar and Spoon, they're, they're actually toasting the marshmallows on top. And so the marshmallows get all melty and then get all brown and crisp and then sort of melt on the bottom into the hot chocolate. And so it just makes it even creamier. I mean, the more I drank, I was just like, oh man, I forgot my lactate. <laughs> and I just kept <laughs> drinking it. I'm just like, it's so delicious. And it's not just one or two marshmallows. It is eight to 10 marshmallows in the cup. It's pretty substantial. And mm -hmm. I like that. And I like it too. It's really delicious. Yeah. Ms. Monica, who is almost the queen of Yelp. <laughs> Wednesday night, we got to go to the Ugly Sweater Yelp party. And it was at X Stadium out in Pioneer Square. I've never been a great ugly sweater person. Uh, I've had a couple of good ones in my life, but um, you know, I, I I try to get my creativity on, and I just I, I just always feel outdone by people um, at these things, and so I feel like I need to up my game next year if I'm to be a true competitor. Because there was actually an ugly sweater contest. Uh, there's also an art contest, uh, but I'd never been to X Stadium before. Had you? No, I've never been to X Stadium. It, I really liked the spot and the customer service there. Everybody was just on point. I thought at the at the event. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was a pretty um, spacious spot, and there were video games off in one corner, like three video game stations, and then there was like a big stage where you could capture everyone's attention. 
and the flow of the bar as it connected down to the seating area I thought that really worked really well and just you know the little touches where you could have like booths here or just like two top tables here or like long communal tables I thought that they had something for everyone and, and you're right like the staff was really impressive um, and not to mention you know our usual uh, Yelp Seattle crew Kara Brittany and Haley just shout out to them uh, they they did a fantastic job because this was a really large event. I think over 200 people were there. Does that sound about right? Nancy? I think so. It was 200 attendants. They just kept passing out the food. I mean, mm -hmm. after all the winners were announced and people started leaving, the servers were still coming by with their steak bites and their popcorn oh, wow. shrimp and their bruschetta. And they were just kept, they just kept feeding us. I mean, <laughs> like 30 minutes after, after everybody had left. I think the, the hospitality was just really great. They have tons of TVs there. So if you're looking for a place to watch, uh, watch the Sounders or watch the NFL or anything, that would be a good sports bar to take a look at. And they also do nightlife too as well. It's a great venue. I had a great time. The booze was flowing. I mean, those frozen hot <laughs> those frozen hot chocolates with the Patron XO tequila. Not the regular Patron, like Patron XO. That was that was awesome. They had a toppings bar for the hot chocolate and they had four different kinds of cocktail drinks. It was just awesome. And they had a photo booth. I mean, it was just so well planned. I, I love those. I love the bigger parties. Um, some people prefer the Yelp Elite private ones, but the bigger parties just just have a lot, just have a lot more, and they, they it was just so well organized. I just I just had a great time. Yeah, you know, I don't um, go to as many Yelp parties as I used to when I first became Elite. It's been a while. It's been a minute. I've been around the block a few times, uh, but I I also like the big ones because they feel like reunions in a way. I ran into a lot of people I haven't seen in years. And um, that's one of the reasons I joined Yelp years ago was uh, in search of a different kind of food community. Mm -hmm. And so people talk about the Seattle freeze. And I can tell you, like when I joined Yelp, I didn't really know any Yelpers at all. And over the years, I've made really strong relationships with, with some folks, you know, so I just always put that out there when people say it's hard to meet people or, you know, people at Yelp, like, I don't know what's going on. I, I just can't say enough about just friends that I've made there. And, and these are like really deep relationships that I carry on outside of just the food life. Like these are real friends. Yeah, absolutely. I got to talk to so many Yelp friends that I met throughout the year at other Yelp Elite events, and we got to catch up and do mm -hmm. that. And then on Thursday, we drank some beer. <laughs> we yeah. got to go. We got to go to the Elysian Tap Room out in Georgetown. They were releasing a new beer, and Monica, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so it was the Fix release party, and the Fix is a chocolate coffee imperial stout, and they've been. They've been doing the fix for years. And so one of the things we got to do when we got there is we got to sample the last four years of the fix in addition to the new release. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a Roaring Twenties theme. And honestly, you know, Nelson, I think you and I really need to up our costume game because we keep getting invited to like all these places. But, you know, we, we showed up in our, you know, T-shirts and sweaters and um, they had a fantastic photo booth. though. <laughs> they did. We, you know how much we love photo booths. <laughs> I think we've collected, I, we should collect all of them and just put a collage because I think we've done five photo booths at, at, or more in, to my knowledge. And that was pretty fun. 
Um, yeah, they, they did the 2016, the 2017, the 2018 thick stouts, and then they did a 2018 barrel aged stout too as well. With, mm -hmm. I think it was rum. It was the barrel rum. Yeah. They were all quite tasty because I like stouts in general. The chocolate stout was really good. I, I highly recommend it. And we talked about it last week in our last episode. So if you want to, if you want more details about it, check out that last, last episode, but the Imperial Stout, the fix for 2018 is uh, released and you can get it at any of the Elysian breweries. Yep. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, we did, uh, we did get a flight of some other beer and you got a, another pint as well. Um, so they don't just make stouts, just like any good brewery in town. And um, I really like some of the, the other ones that we had. I mainly like raspberry in beers. I don't know why. I think it's just that tart sourness. I'm, I'm a sour beer person. I think it's because we don't drink that much alcohol. We kind of <laughs> like the fruity ones. I'm in Vegas and I'm like, can I get a daiquiri? I was like, is it for your girlfriend? <laughs> like, no, it's for me. <laughs> can I get the rum and Coke and hold the rum? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think there's like this perception of masculinity around like ordering a daiquiri. I mean, yeah, like a long time ago, but it's a totally different time. I'm telling you, once Orange Julius left, it is like left a big <laughs> hole in my heart. I mean, I used, <laughs> I used to drink Orange Julius and Strawberry Julius's. And we have a Dairy Queen in Eastgate by where I live, which is a Dairy Queen, Orange Julius, and I think one other place. And mm -hmm. I had an orange, orange Julius there. It's just not the same. Uh, it's not the same. Yeah. Hashtag bring back Orange Julius. That's no, I tell you what, um, my mom's coming to visit this month. And I think she has like a recipe that pretty much like nails it. I mean, Orange Julius is all about texture and flavor and balance. Yep. Yeah. I'm all about that Orange Julius life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's bring it home for Sunday. We just had a wonderful brunch this Sunday, didn't we? Oh, yes, we did. It was Build Your Own Brunch Day at the Bookstar Bar and Cafe. And Build Your Own Brunch means Build Your Own Mimosa Bar and Build Your Own Bloody Mary Bar. And <laughs> these toppings, Monica, I mean, it, it wasn't just like stuff you find from canned jars underneath the bar. I mean, they had candied bacon, pepperoni sticks, peeled shrimp that you can put into your Bloody Mary. They had white and green beans, yes. pickled white <laughs> and green beans. That was, and they had pickles. They had sliced pickles too as well and pearled onions. I mean, they had everything. I put, I literally put everything, all the toppings in my Bloody Mary and it started <laughs> to overflow. So leave like maybe a centimeter or a centimeter and a half of space so that we can put everything in and <laughs> almost well, filled there. Here's the secret, Nelson, because you notice mine did not overflow. The secret is to put most of your toppings and arrange them before you put in the mix. Mix is one of the last things that go in because there won't be any rearranging of the ice and, and all the stuff that you put in. Oh, that's good to know. I'll, I'll, put, <laughs> I'll put that in my notes when I uh, get my bartender certificate. <laughs> uh, sarcasm meter off the chart. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. We also, they also had a cookie decorating area. You can probably guess who won between Monica and I, uh, which, which cookies won. We did, we, we actually surveyed all the servers there <laughs> at bookstore to see uh, which, which cookies looked the best. And you guys can figure that out. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit bummed by that, by the results. <clears throat> well, 
you know, I mean, I told you, Nelson, just do it more and practice makes perfect. And there, there's a huge niche out there for like cookie and cake decorating. And so yes. we just get better at practice. And yes. I think you did as well as, you know, as my son. I mean, good job. I, yes. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm decorating at a 13 year old level. <laughs> so, I thought the staff was really nice though. When they came by, they would be like, huh, which one would I choose? I'm not sure. Maybe these two over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> They were super yeah. sweet. They were really nice. Uh, that was they're 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 really awesome. Um, we there were several servers that just had really good attitudes, and they were they were funny. They were funny when they were taking the orders, and I just really appreciated it. They were super funny when picking out the winning cookies, also. Yeah. Just saying. But let's bring it back to the food. So <laughs> not only did you have your build your own Bloody Marys and build your own mimosas, you also had a fantastic line of brunch buffet style food. And Monica, they had a maple syrup fountain. Yeah, they did. Um, that's not something that you see every day for sure. And that maple syrup fountain was flowing for sure the whole time that we were there. And that was for, they had chicken and waffles on a skewer. And I love that, that you have both of them on a skewer and you just dip it in there and take it on with you and eat it and so that was that was that was really fun and i think they're fun for you know kids and adults they had the corned beef hash <laughs> eggs potatoes actually not eggs is chilaquiles <laughs> did i pronounce that correctly <laughs> i don't remember yeah no that sounded good perfect what i really really appreciated monica <clears throat> was that the seasonal fruit was ripe and sweet yes because because there are so many times I've been to buffets, the fruit is just passive. It's just the second mm -hmm. secondary part of the buffet. And you bite into melon that's that's not ripe and it's so freaking hard. Or you bite into strawberries that are so sour. But the fruit here, the blackberries, I, I really appreciate it because that fruit's <laughs> not in season. So wherever they got it, I mean, kudos to the chef that, I mean, they they obviously taste the food and... They put out the, the fruit that was just really sweet. And I, I appreciate the details. Yeah, those blackberries were huge too. It was like the size of my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just fresh and juicy, just like you're saying. And the pineapple was so sweet. I mean, we both just could not stop raving about the fruit because you were absolutely right. You know, it's usually an afterthought. And, you know, if it's an afterthought, then just don't even bother. It's okay. Like we don't need it. The Build Your Own Brunch Buffet is seasonal. So guys, follow Bookstore Bar Cafe on Instagram so you can find out when the next offering is for that Build Your Own Brunch. But in the meantime, they do have an extensive brunch menu. And Monica, those dishes that came out at other people's tables looked really good. Like especially I saw an Eggs Benedict that came out. And then mm -hmm. they also had a steak omelet special too as well. Yeah, and totally. And, and you know... Eating at the Bookstore Cafe is not just for folks who are staying at the Alexis Hotel. I mean, just think about it. Say you have a game to go to and, you know, all the places over near the stadium are all totally busy and full. This is just a quick walk away. I mean, you know, when you're when you're going to a game, you're parking far away anyway, because everybody loves the free parking. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you, you'd be able to find some parking in the business district and then you could hit up the bookstore, bar and cafe um, for a brunch and then leisurely walk to the game. Yeah, their cocktail lineup is really strong. I've been there a couple months ago and I really enjoyed their cocktails. And I don't, like I mentioned, I don't drink that much alcohol, but um, they're really tasty. Yeah, you know, we keep saying that, but I'm kind of thinking that that might not be true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's our recap. Everybody, go check out those places. We just we just want to let you guys know that we love those places and we want you guys to go try it out as well. Definitely. I mean, I think the thing that makes strong businesses is having strong support from community. And so if you love a business, support them because they need your help, just like always, because that's what okay. keeps them going. Well, Monica, we're nearing the holiday season with all the different holidays, Christmas mm -hmm. and Hanukkah. We don't have that many upcoming events this upcoming week. No, there's not a whole lot that isn't holiday themed. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your event that you got? Okay. I'll tell you about my event. You know, growing up as a kid, I think one of the biggest treats I ever had was being able to eat breakfast for dinner. And in sort of my young adulthood, same thing. Like I loved eating like cereal for dinner or like spam and eggs, which is, you know, in Hawaii, we, we just love spam and eggs. But breakfast for dinner has always been a really big thing for me. And so on Thursday, December 20th, Coastal Kitchen will be serving breakfast for dinner. And they do this once a year. So their entire breakfast menu is going to be available until 10 p.m. Some of the offerings off their breakfast men menu include kanji, which we've recently mm -hmm. talked about on, on our show. Dungeness Crab Benedict, which is one of my favorite kinds of Benedicts, and a gingerbread waffle slam. Not even sure what that is, but it just sounds awesome because I just like when people put slam in titles of food. Wait, say that again. <laughs> gingerbread waffle slam, right? Yeah. So I think it's like a grand slam. So probably like gingerbread waffles with, you know, a grand slam, which is like eggs, toast. and I love breakfast for dinner. In fact, before we recorded, I had steak and eggs for dinner. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we recorded, I had a bowl of golden grounds. <laughs> See what I mean? We're already living that breakfast life, so that's good. Yeah, we're adult hashtag adulting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you're interested, um, folks, you can reserve a spot through Open Table, or you can call the restaurant. And I do that just because you don't know, like, who's all gonna want breakfast for dinner? Yeah. They might sell out. Monica, we were just actually at. Coastal Kitchen for a marketing assistant Yelp Elite event that was hosted by our friend Haley. Yeah, it was it was really fun and cozy and staff was really nice, like super, super nice. Yeah, and guys, from four to six PM, happy hour at Coastal Kitchen. Oysters are a dollar each. So you're only dollar oysters. You you can't beat that. Yeah, no, that's Nelson ate a lot of oysters, you guys. And I, and I think it's um, a dollar on Tuesdays. Is that right, Nelson? Uh, yes, dollar on Tuesdays. Yeah. And so each table, they were so gracious. Each, each table got two dozen oysters. And that's a lot of oysters to slurp down. <laughs> that's a lot of oysters for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also had um, fries with eyes, which I love. I love that concept, fries with eyes. And yeah. so those are if you guys have never had that, it's smelt. It is... <laughs> like tiny smelt that are deep fried and they're really good really delicious yeah they had some great cocktails as well and calamari and pimento mac and cheese and tons of other stuff for happy hour so head on in you guys monica breakfast for dinner sounds great i've got another event for you and this is on thursday as well 8 p.m on december 20th and it is fried chicken ramen night um, well, I love, I love all things ramen. So, and you know, I love fried chicken. So both those things sound great. Yeah. So Noodle Gang USA coming off of their last event, which was so popular that Umami Hot Ramen Challenge. Mm -hmm. Looking at those stories, there's so many people there. They're coming back with another event 
and they are hosting a fried chicken ramen night at Runaway on Thursday, December 20th at 8 p.m. This is going to be a collaboration menu featuring Brian O'Connor of Baka Bok and Shoda Nakajima of Adana, our favorite Shoda, right? Our favorite Shoda. Can't wait to see what's up his new place. This event is free entry, but you can RSVP at the link in their bio. There will be Singtao drink specials all night long. On their note, it says the ramen is going to be first come, first serve. So even though it starts at 8 p.m., don't be on Asian time, guys, or Hawaiian time. Don't <laughs> arrive at 10 p.m. because you might run out of ramen. I'm going to probably be there, and I'll probably be there probably around 7.45 just to get myself a seat um, with my friends and make sure I get some of that ramen with that fried chicken. So, y'all, you heard Nelson's going to be there with his friends, so you know what that means for Monica. <laughs> no line waiting she'll cut in line she'll cut in line at, at 8 p.m for you <laughs> we'll save her a seat no um seriously there'll be dj there'll be a dj spinning uh music out there it's going to be lively and this will be a great time especially for the holiday season and no, you know it definitely sounds great it sounds great it's you know there's nothing better than ramen during the winter so it's just perfect yeah. I'm more excited about the Singtao drink specials, or in Cantonese, it's called Qingdao, which is the, the beer, the official beer of the Cantonese people is Singtao. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seriously, I think Singtao is lighter than Bud Light because that stuff tastes like water because I'm like six beers in and I don't feel anything, but <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. Well, yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I feel like last week I was feeling an awful lot drinking stouts. <laughs> uh, Microbrews and American beers are probably a little bit heavier, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much our two events that we got for this upcoming week. Let's go ahead and move on to our interview. It's going to be with Alexa Tom. If you don't know who Alexa Tom is, she is at Food Biddies on Instagram, and she's got some great things to to show so go check out her page she originally created the instagram food biddies from boston with her friend and now she's in seattle and they her and her friend manages her instagram page so she does the seattle side and i think her friend does the east coast and japan she's also um she also lives in japan too as well from time to time i think there's a lot of diversity in her page i'm excited to show you guys her interview all right, today I'm with Alexa Tom, part of Food Biddies, which is spelled B-I-D-D-I-E-S, is that correct? Yes. On Instagram? Right. So you are one of two people that does run Food Biddies, correct? Yeah. How did Food Biddies start? Yeah, so I share my Instagram with my best friend from college, Nisha. So we met sophomore year at Boston University. Um, we met because we both joined Cap Alpha Theta, um, a sorority. And we were in the same group for recruitment. And so we really got to know each other when we started talking about food. And we went out to Chinatown and just started talking about like how a lot of people in Boston don't really know too much about Asian cuisine. Um, so we really bonded over that. So um, we started it. So we met sophomore year of college, but we started the Instagram the summer after we graduated. I was going back to California, my hometown, for about a month before I started my first job in Boston. And she was moving to New York, so it was a way for us to keep in touch over our photos and love of food. And then after she was in New York for a year, she moved back to Japan. So it was kind of cool getting a mix of food and also keeping in touch 
through that. So food buddies is like a combination of food in Japan from your friend and then in Seattle, right? Yeah. So right okay. now it's Seattle. It used to be Boston um, right. because I moved here nine months ago. And Nisha's also vegetarian, so she's going to have more vegetarian dishes yeah. displayed. I love the diversity. Looking through all of your pictures, how do you know when to post? Like if, if it's Nisha's turn or if it's your turn to post, how, how do you guys communicate with that? Yeah, that's something we've definitely talked about. It used to just be kind of whenever, and especially with the time difference, um, Boston to Japan, I think it was like 11 hours. Yeah. We really didn't have too much overlap. So if I saw that she had posted, then I'd probably wait another day before I posted. Uh -huh. um, and then we decided to switch it up. So I would do three posts and then she would do three posts. But then we kind of started getting a little bit lazy. So now it's just whoever has time to post. I love the joint account. It's really great. Yeah. So I love whenever I scroll through my timeline, it's like, oh, cool. It's like, I know when Alexa's posting and then I know when your friend's posting. So type of thing. So, so you've been here in Seattle for like about nine months now, right? Mm -hmm. So you've kind of got a little bit of a grasp. How would you describe the Seattle food scene or the, the different cuisine right now in Seattle? Yeah. So one of the things I was most excited about moving here was just being able to try such a different food scene because Boston itself is pretty small. And yeah. so I feel like I knew so many of the restaurants. So here, the cuisine that definitely stood out to me, there are a lot of Japanese restaurants and the salmon is so fresh. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like my favorite here. Yeah, because we're on the water, of course, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's awesome. That was another requirement was I needed to live by the water because I love seafood. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of Thai food. There isn't too much Chinese food that I've noticed or found besides the Chinatown area or mm -hmm. outside of mostly like the major part of Seattle. I noticed you guys really like cream cheese. I didn't know that was yeah. a Seattle thing. That whole cream cheese Seattle dog, right? Yeah. The hot dogs. Yeah. It, I'm a lot older, but like every time, like whenever, whenever we go out to the lounges or bars or clubs, it's like there's always a hot dog stand. They got these big tubs of Philadelphia cream cheese that That's they just crazy. slather on the hot dogs. Yeah. I definitely didn't know about that. <laughs> but in general, um, the food scene like atmosphere here is a lot more relaxed. Like there's definitely more of a di diversity of food mm -hmm. and it's not as expensive, which is really great. I feel like in Boston, you really had to spend money and go somewhere really fancy in order to get something really great. It was either super cheap or really expensive. There wasn't okay. a good medium here. There's a little bit of mix of everything. And so I like that I have a lot more options. Interesting. Any other differences between the Seattle food scene and the Boston food cuisine? Yeah, so I noticed here it's very normal um, and actually encouraged for Seattle menus um, and restaurants to support locally. A lot of the beer and wine lists are from places that are local. Um, I live in Ballard and there's a ton of breweries here and mm -hmm. I always or most mostly see beers that are coming from these breweries and um, for, for produce, they like to say like which farms they're coming from. And there's a restaurant um, in Ballard too, where they actually have a rooftop garden for their vegetables. So I think that's really great. Um, and also there's a lot more vegan, vegetarian friendly places. Um, there was a Japanese restaurant that was mainly sushi mm -hmm. and their menu was very extensive, but they even had a whole page that was vegan, like vegetarian okay. friendly. And I thought that was great. So there's not, is there a lot of micro brews around in the Boston area? Because I remember I was visiting a friend in St. Louis and because it's like Anheuser-Busch capital. So <laughs> all it is is like 
Budweiser and like Bud, and there's like there's not really a, there's not really that many microbrews. Whereas like here is like you can throw a stone and hit a microbrew around Seattle. So yeah, um, in Cambridge, Somerville area, they're starting to be a lot more breweries. Okay. Um, but the biggest ones in Boston would be Harpoon and Sam, Sam Adams. Sam Adams, yeah. yeah. So what do you miss about Boston food? Yeah, so I definitely miss a good lobster roll in the summer. Uh-huh. Um, I really haven't found any here. Um, it's mostly crab. I actually do prefer crab to lobster. Okay. Um, but every once in a while, a good lobster roll is pretty great. Yeah. Um, there's more French and Italian influence there. And I was actually a hostess at an Italian restaurant two blocks from where I lived in Southie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got 50% off food and drink. Yeah. So I definitely got my fair share of Italian food. Um, here there's definitely more Asian cuisine, which I also love. Um, but yeah, and then also in Boston, as I mentioned before, uh, a lot of places are a little bit more pricey, but they put work into the atmosphere to make sure that the money that you're paying goes into the entire environment. So a lot of places are very Instagrammable, which is perfect for my account. Uh-huh. Um, so that's pretty cool too, where you can see that each restaurant is really trying to incorporate, um, their unique sense of style and match it into the food Um, versus here um, there are definitely a lot of like really cute places but the focus is more on the food than the decor okay so let's bring it back since we are in seattle (laughs) (laughs) recording right now in the ballard area what are some hidden gems or what are some places that you've found in the nine months you're here that was just like this is really good and like you've been to or multiple times Yeah, so one place that really surprised me that I think is probably more for the late night drunk food people scene, Um, actually like a block away from me on Northwest Market Street, um, on connected to Hotel Albatross, which isn't a hotel, it's a bar, restaurant, event space. Um, They have a little like to-go window, and it's called Sexy Alley Puffy Tacos. Yes, I've walked by there. They are great. I definitely recommend it. What would you order? Definitely the puffy taco. Okay. So from their description, it's a corn masa and water mix that's deep fried. Um, and it's also vegan and gluten-free, which is great. And then there's options for different types of meats to put in it. Or it's like lettuce, avocado crema, and beans. And it's such a good snack, whether you're drunk or sober. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Anything else? Any other places that you like going to? Yeah, so for a while, we definitely would just stay in Ballard because everything was walking distance. It's like, why would we go anywhere farther when there's such good food here? Um, So of the sushi spots here, we really liked Billy Beach. Um, Their prices are really reasonable. I think they started doing happy hour all day. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome that we don't need to rely on two hours every day. Um, And their service is just really great. Um, But what I like about their menu is they don't have too many, like, crazy unique rolls. Like, I like more of the simple, like, nigiris. Um, But they have awesome rolls, too, like their Super Bad Boy, um, which I think has cream cheese, too. So it's very Seattle with the salmon and the cream cheese. But it's just a great place, and I feel like they always have amazing service. Yeah. I haven't been to Billy Beach in a while. I think I went last time. It was two years ago. But... I'm like you. I like nigiri. The nigiri. Whenever mm-hmm. I go to eat sushi, is nigiri. Um, I like a roll once in a while, so I'll go to like Hapanessa or something like that. But I really like the nigiri, and yeah. because we're we live in Seattle, there's so much fresh fish around, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any other 
neighborhoods that you visited that you thought would be a good place to for you know someone in Seattle to go visit and do like a, a mini food crawl or anything like that? Yeah, so I work around Fremont, so I definitely know that area. They have a lot of good places too. Um, I like going to Joel for brunch, um, okay. and they change that every month. Uh, they have their main menu, and then if you buy an entree on their main menu, right. then you're able to go to their monthly changing buffet stations. Right. Um, and that's really yeah. creative and fun. I love Jewel. Jewel is awesome. Uh, they have their, their normal dishes. Like I think there was like their version of chicken and waffles. I think it's like a katsu. It's like a pork and waffles or something like that. But they all, they're, like you said, their brunch buffet, their buffet table is always monthly. They have monthly specials. And I think when I went, it was like, it was like a Filipino theme. And then I think another time was like a Mexican theme. So they would do certain things and they do great stuff at Jewel. It's, I love it's Jewel. really fun. And they, I think they try to do the monthly theme based on what's in season. Mm -hmm. um, so I like that place. And my work building is actually connected to Pablo y Pablo. Um, yeah. And they're awesome. They're a little bit more of a trendier Mexican place. But I definitely go for the um, carnitas burrito. It's just a good staple. Yeah. Um, so another place for out-of-towners, I think Capitol Hill is really fun, especially more for the nightlife scene. Um, places I like there, uh, I was someone took me to Cannon Bar in Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. That it's like a small little like kind of speakeasy vibe, but their drinks are just so creative. We had one that had like dry ice, and it was made for two people, and it came in a teapot and in a teacup. So. I was drinking yeah. alcohol, but I felt very classy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cannon. Cannon's awesome. They have thousands of varieties of like different whiskeys and scotches. They use a library ladder to like get up to like the higher. They have so many whiskeys. I love it. And their drinks, like you mentioned, I think I saw one recently because I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> they, I think it was like a, it was called the Boba Fett. So the Star Wars character Boba Fett, and they use and they use the Boba Fett cup. And I think it's an alcoholic bubble tea that they made or something like that that like looked so interesting. They serve it in like the coolest cups. Yeah. So I do really like Canon. Anything else around the Capitol Hill area? Um, Frankie and Joe's for ice cream. I know mm -hmm. they have one in Ballard, but the first one I went to was in Capitol Hill. Yes. And I actually, some friends from Boston, other Boston food Instagrammers, I actually took them there because one of them... Um, is more vegetarian and so she loved that everything was plant-based and she was like craving it as soon as she left <laughs> um, and then I think same on that same street uh, general purpose for donuts is mm -hmm. there and I really like bar Melusine there's their yeah. brunches are awesome if you like French yeah. food Renee Erickson is basically anything she touches right now is gold so she is she does have that Midas touch so yeah general purpose and bar Melusine yeah. and I haven't been yet, but Bateau is on my list too. So it's definitely on my list. <laughs> if you're craving, craving steaks, that's definitely another thing to do too. So yes, and Frankie and Joe's. I was just there recently with a couple other people. It is plant-based, right? It's mm -hmm. plant-based ice cream. Plant-based, like vegan-friendly. So they use a lot of cashew butter. So yeah. um, my boyfriend, unfortunately, can't have a lot of that since he's allergic to nuts. Is but they still allergy? have, okay. Yeah, they still have like five options or something like that okay. so they make it very clear on what ingredients they're using which yeah. i like i mine is still probably the beet strawberry rose that's probably my the sorbet i think that's still probably one of my favorites it's it's one of those like five staple or five or six staple flavors that they have every year throughout the year but yeah that's one of my favorite all right so looking through give me a good list 
I always end with where are we eating? So what are some new places that you've kind of recently want to let our listeners know to go, go try out? Anything good? Yeah. So I usually, for me, for places that I really like, one, it's good service and also what the staple dish that really stood out to me. So I listed a few. Um, I got the eel tempura at Kamenegi. And they were actually named like one of the new best restaurants in Seattle. I think they won a James, almost, they're nominated for James Beard Award too. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're doing great. Small place, so I would definitely make a reservation, but um, their soba is awesome too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, Kamenegi was, I remember the chef, she used to work at a restaurant in Miyabi 45th, which was near Wallingford. Um, now they have a Miyabi in South Center, but they used to have another location, Wallingford. And, I used to go there just for her soba noodles. And then she had a baby and then decided to open up Kamenegi after, afterwards. And I'm so glad she's, she's back in the scene, the food scene. So. I actually follow them on Facebook and I saw recently that they had a lot of like extra uh, duck fat. So if you, yes. if you go for dinner and let them know like, hey, can I have some duck, duck fat to go? <laughs> like they'll bring it to you. So yeah. that's really cool. That's cool. All right, so where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at foodbiddies, B-I-D-D-I-E-S. Um, also on Facebook, not too much. It's mostly just my Instagram account, mm-hmm. Instagram posts um, from Instagram, or sorry, <laughs> going to Facebook. Um, and then on Yelp, it's it actually, I noticed it rhymed the other day. It's alexatom.yelp.com. Okay. So for Perfect. reviews, you can find me there. Yeah, and if you want a friender, she just just say Alexa T. All right. Well, we're gonna go to happy hour now, so I'm gonna end this conversation here. Thank you so much for ha- for uh, doing this interview, Alexa. Yeah. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, and we're gonna go eat. All right. Thanks, guys. And that was our interview with Alexa Tom. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram at foodbiddies. Monica, I'm about to make more mocktails, so let's go ahead and finish off the show. All right, folks, if you need to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast or on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. If you guys like our show, please give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms that you're listening to. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe out there and happy eating, Seattle.